Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. God is good. Amen. <clears throat> well, I've got, I, I started a couple of weeks ago, actually a few weeks before that, because we went to Israel and then we came back. But uh, we've been doing this short series. We're calling it Six Foundation Stones. And it's from Hebrews chapter 6. And Rich has been kind enough to put the scriptures up on the overhead. And I've also given you a little fill-out sheet. So um, I'm very... Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful that we can continue to grow. And Father, we just celebrate these testimonies. Lord, thank you that you're, that you're doing great things and you're guiding and directing our lives, Father. Your word says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let our requests be made known to you and the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds. So God, we thank you for that. Thank you that we possess the peace of God. Father, thank you there's no anxiety or tension in our lives. Father, thank you that you are directing our steps in fruitfulness and increase. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 through 3, lays out these six foundational principles. Uh, And it says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, or that word perfection means maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Uh, And then it lists uh, the other ones. I'm not going to mention those because we'll get into them at a later time. But we looked last week at the first one that is mentioned here, repentance from dead works. Repentance from dead works. And... Repentance from dead works. We, we talked a little bit about repentance in a broader sense. I think it's repentance means turning away from, from something. And in, in specifically in regard to what it's saying here about dead works, it's turning away from the idea that in any way there's anything that we can do to save ourselves. Most religion is based on that principal idea. There's something I have got to do. You know, some some work that I must do. That's religion flourishes around around that. And so it, I find it quite interesting that you know he's saying here this is the elementary principle is just abandon the idea that there's any kind of work or activity that you can do to save yourself. Uh, 
And First um, uh, Peter uh, 2.25 says this. It's not on your sheet. You can just fill that in. It says, For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. And that's kind of the picture that, he, that he's talking about here. You know, we, we were going astray. We were going our own direction. We, we had it all figured out on our own. But we turned away from that. We, you know, we repented or turned away from any idea of activity that we could do to save ourselves. And we've returned to the bishop of our soul. And so repentance from dead works is immediately followed with faith toward God. Faith toward God. So it's abandoning anything that I could do in and of myself. And now I'm facing God and I'm going to put my trust absolutely totally and completely uh, in him. Now, there's always, there's all kinds of different uh, definitions of faith, you know, that, that you can find. But when we talk about faith, biblical faith, we're talking about uh, f- something that always originates directly from God's word, and is always related to God's word. It's faith toward God. It's faith in God. You know, I I have faith that if I sit on this chair, it's going to hold me up, okay? But I'm not talking, I have faith that if I call, uh, you know, if the bus schedule is such and such, that they're going to show up in such and such, but they may not, you know? Whatever that chair may not hold me up, but we're talking about faith in God, faith in God, and faith always originates from God's word. That's why the word is so important. You know, uh, John one one through three says, "In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God." So biblical faith, biblical faith is always rooted in the word of God. Uh, and so if, if we're going to get a definition of what faith is, we can find that definition right in the word of God. Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of, of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Uh, Another translation says, faith is the ground or the confidence of things hoped for. It's a sure persuasion or conviction concerning things not seen. So that's, that's biblical faith. That's biblical faith. It's the substance of things that we hope for. Uh, and so the big point number one on here is that hope, hope deals with the future, whereas faith deals 
with the present. Faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Hope, hope is something in the future. But faith is something in the present. Faith pulls those things that we hope for and receives them. Says, I, I receive it now. And, and, and the main difference is that hope deals with the realm of the mind and faith deals primarily in the realm of the heart or the spirit. And, and a good example of that here is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 8. It says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as the helmet, the hope of salvation. So that, I, mean, I just love how the word is so exact because it says here, it talks about uh, the breastplate of faith and love. Where's the breastplate? It's over your heart. And so faith is, is of the heart, but he also says, as a helmet, where's a helmet? A helmet's over your head, over your mind. So uh, as a helmet, the hope of salvation so I can hope for something with my mind, but my heart, with my heart, I believe. You believe with your heart, not with your head. And, uh, you know, it takes a while for some uh, folks to figure that out. It took me a while to figure it out, you know. Uh, I know when I was uh, believing God to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, that's a promise that God gives us. And, and I had a hard time wrapping my head around that. I, I could see other people being filled with the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know, uh, didn't understand that faith says, I believe I receive, and I take it now. And uh, so I was hoping, and I was wishing, and I was, you know, was, I was really wanting, but it wasn't until I got along with God Actually, in my frustration, came home one uh, Easter Sunday after church, and had been I had been saved about a year, and I'd you know come home from church and seen people filled with the Holy Spirit, and I said to Pam, "I'm going." We had this vacant apartment opposite ours. I said, "I'm going in there, and I'm not coming out until I get filled with the Holy Spirit." I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm not coming out, you know. And I went in. And I knelt in the corner. I still remember this. I knelt in the corner and I said, God, I just, listen, all I know is, you know, all I know is I see other people and you're not a respecter. And I just, I'm just, I'm going to receive as shandolo bakas. And all of a sudden I start praying in this prayer language. But, you know, it wasn't until, until I, I had that kind of a determination and I got out from the realm of my head, trying to figure it out. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. They, try, they get stuck with their head. They try to figure it out. But the Bible says faith is of the heart. It's not of the head. And, and we'll see more about that. So faith is the, uh, the, the main difference is, is, that, uh, is that hope deals with the realm of the mind and faith deals in the realm of the heart 
or the spirit. When the Bible talks about your heart, it's talking about your spirit. It's talking about your spirit, man. You know, you know, you are a spirit. It's good to say that I'm a spirit. I have a soul or mind, and I live inside of a body. I live inside of a body. And so understanding that helps us to understand better, for instance, that, that hope is of the mind, but faith is, is of our heart, of, of, our, of our spirit. And so First Thessalonians uh, 5.8, we looked at that. But let us or of the day be so. We're putting on the breastplate of faith and love. That's, 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 that's where faith is from the heart the breastplate over your heart, and as the helmet, the hope of salvation. Romans 10 and 10 says, For with the heart one believes, with the heart one believes, unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you believe with your heart or with your spirit. You believe with your heart or with your spirit. Now notice here, it is not to believe in righteousness, but believe unto righteousness. So there's a transaction. There's a transaction that happens when we exercise true biblical faith. It is not to believe in righteousness, but unto righteousness. You know, uh, I might believe, yes, that some people can go to heaven... But until I believe unto righteousness, I, I take Jesus and I apply this and exercise faith in what he's done, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not applied to my account. So it's one thing to believe with the mind as an abstract theory or ideal. It's another thing to believe with the heart unto righteousness. I get excited about this every time. I, this is this is pretty elementary stuff, but it's very exciting to revisit it because it helps us to understand the importance of faith. And it helps us to understand why it's important that we continually exercise our faith. You know, it, it's really easy to get into a place where we're not really believing for anything. You know, we're just kind of coasting things are going good or whatever. We're not using our faith. And, and God wants us, you know, to, to be applying our faith. We ought to be using it in, in some area of our life at all times. When associated with the heart, the verb to believe becomes a verb of motion, is to believe in such a way that produces a change and a transformation of habits and character and life. So, go ahead. I was wondering if I could ask you a question. Sure. Like an example here. So you're saying it's one thing to believe with the mind, which is abstract theory. It's another to believe with the heart under righteousness. And you were saying that you need to exercise your faith. Mm -hmm. So just for like an example, can you think of a time in your life where things were going pretty good, mm -hmm. but you exercised your faith because this was the command or this was a good practice? Yeah. Can you think of a time when you did that? Well, yeah, I can think of a lot of times. 
You know, I mean, when we first came to Erie many, many years ago, you know, God had said, move to Erie, become established, and build a great church. And I worked at GE. I worked nights because he said, get established. I didn't know anybody here. There was nobody. We didn't know anyone. So I had to, I had to do that. But the day finally came after a period of time when it was time for us to get out of the boat and, and start the church. And um, we were actually in arrears financially at that point because I had, I had uh, uh, you know, I backed off on my hours. And I, I remember uh, we made a decision, come hell or high water, it's time that we do what God sent us here to do. And um, so we got out of the boat. I quit. I quit GE. And, and uh, you know, we didn't have anything that was there. We were walking on water. And so everything that we've ever done has been based on believing God and his directives. So the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We shouldn't do something just because we've seen somebody else. We can follow people's example of faith, but just because somebody else does something doesn't mean, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do. But the principle is the same. You know, it's, it's what has God, what is, what has God said? What is, what does his word say? It's the same in believing for healing. You know, there's been many times, uh, when you know you face a physical situation and it's time to exercise your faith to believe God for healing in your body. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, in Jesus in Jesus' word, the word, the verb to believe is regularly followed by the preposition into. That is, it ex- expresses a change or or emotion. For instance, Jesus says in John 6, 47, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in, and it's literally into me, has everlasting life. So there's, there's some kind of an exchange that happens here. You know, it's one thing to believe in Jesus as a historic figure. It's another thing to believe that Jesus says, you know, come unto me, and you know, uh, unless you are born again, you cannot receive the kingdom of God. So it's one thing to believe with your head and your mind, some historic figure, yeah, I, I believe Jesus lived or whatever. It's another thing to believe his promise and to apply that promise to your life and and the Bible says that there's a, a, some kind of a spiritual transaction that happens when we do that. And again, biblical faith is not based on some, you know, what I, what I think. You know, God doesn't tell us to go do something crazy. It's based on what he says in his word and the leading of his, of his Holy Spirit. So... Um, Biblical faith is not mental assent. Mental assent is I just acquiesce. Yes, I, I believe with my head. 
It is being moved by heartfelt faith out of ourself and into Christ. For instance, out of our sin into his righteousness. Out of our weakness into his power. Out of our failure into his victory. Out of our limitations into his omnipotence. You know, Erica, you're talking about some of the things that God's doing you know, in your job and things that he's opened up and, you know, and all of us could probably give examples where in our work environment where, you know, we've just believed God and he's taken us beyond our human limitations. You know, God, God works supernaturally through, uh, through us when we trust him. The result is always something definite, experienced, here and now, not something merely hoped for in the future. Not something that's going to happen. Um, again, going, talking about healing. People say, well, I believe God's going to heal me. That's hope. Faith says, I believe by his stripes... I, by his stripes, Peter says, ye were healed. See? So I believe, I believe God's, you know, going to meet my need versus, thank God, God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See? So faith takes us out of the realm of, of theoretic and inactivity and engages us in, in practical ways. There are a lot of people that can't trust God with their finances. When I, you know, when I have X amount of money, then I will begin to you know, tithe or give. No, God says, start with where you are. You know, my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. See, there, there's a spiritual transaction that's going on here. You know, God's, God's providing, not uh, according to the limitations of, of this earth, but he's doing it supernaturally. How does he? Man, he's got 101 ways to do it. He, he always does exceeding above and beyond what we can imagine. God always, God, God's got... So many ways of doing things. Uh, so, but we've got to engage with our hearts. Somebody says, well, I don't know how this works, man. I don't know. Well, that's why we need to keep hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. See, And we never get beyond that because, again, you know, we live in this, in this fallen world and we can just get comfortable or we can become forgetful, or fear can want to work its way, you know, into our heart. We may be facing some situation, and, and you know, Satan always wants to push back. He always wants to push back, but, and God always wants to take us. The, the path of the righteous is brighter and brighter. Glory be to God. You know, I mean, you can't be depressed if you, if you build your life on the word of God, because you're never backed into a corner. Right. Jesus says in John 6, 
47, most assuredly, I say, he who believes in or into me has everlasting life. That's awesome. So big point number two here is faith is based solely on God's word. It's based solely on God's word. That's why the word of God is so important. Hebrews 11 one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So this shows that faith deals with things not seen. Faith is not based on our physical senses, but on the eternal and visible truths and realities revealed by God's word. So that's why the word is so important. It's the evidence of things not seen. And 2 Corinthians 5, 7, my favorite scripture today. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. Our senses deal with things that are material, temporary, and changeable. When I talk about our sense, we're talking about our contact with the physical world. God gave us sight, hearing, touch. He gave us so we can contact this physical world. But aren't you glad we're not limited by this physical world? We're not limited by, we're not stuck by this physical world. Uh, So our senses deal with the things that are material, temporary, and changeable. Faith deals with the revealed truths of God, which are invisible, eternal, and unchanging. The invisible, the invisible, eternal, and unchanging. In Matthew uh, 16, Jesus, uh, and I love this passage of scripture because I've been where he was when he spoke this scripture in Caesarea Philippi. Uh, Jesus said to Peter, who do men say that I am? And he said, well, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say this and that. But he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. This was, you didn't figure this out. This was revealed to you. And Jesus said, and upon this rock, now that rock is, yes, it's Jesus, but I also believe what Jesus was talking about was revealed truth revealed truth things the holy spirit illumines god's word he shows you what you possess you know that's when 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 that's why this is a fundamental foundational truth faith toward god i mean you i hope you can see why this is such a critical thing to become established in one life Tons of Christians out there know nothing about uh, faith, how to use faith, how faith comes. They know nothing. You know, I mean, they, they may love God, they may go to church, but they don't know how to deal with crisis, or they don't know how to deal with 
with uh, you know changing situations and and uh, uh, and that's why this is such a, a critical thing faith faith in God not by not being governed by the world the physical world that we live in but being governed by the revealed truths the truths that God reveals praise God we've got inside information isn't it freeing? We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, I look at stuff going on in Washington. I mean, oh, my goodness. You know, Jesus is on the throne. Glory be to God. Amen. He's a, he don't never change, right? So if we're carnally minded, and, and Romans, we have that... It's not on your sheet, but Romans 8, 6 through 8. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What does it mean to be carnally minded? To be carnally minded means to be governed solely by our senses. To be governed by our senses rather than to be governed by the revealed truths of God's word. You know, and if we're governed by the revealed truth of God's word, our conversation will reflect that, right? I'm, I'm not going to say, well, this is just killing me. <laughs> Man, I'm not saying that. You, you see where it all ties in together. You know, I mean, uh, I'm just dying to. No. No. I mean, why, why would we say that if God has revealed, you know, that uh, I've come that you can have life? I, I wouldn't be here tonight if I didn't have people surrounding me that believe God's word. So, uh, so if we are carnally minded, we can accept only what that which our senses revealed to us. But if we're spiritually minded, our faith makes the truth of God's word more real than anything uh, which our senses may reveal to us. I may look at my pocketbook and it says I'm broke, but thank God, my God supplies all of my needs. I may look at my physical body and it may say you're sick, but the revealed truth is by his stripes he were healed. Uh, I may, my emotions, I may wake up and my emotions may tell me, we just came back from Israel and, you know, you go through jet lag or whatever. And, uh, you know, my, my feelings may tell me the world's upside down. <laughs> thank God, it, thank God Jesus is on the throne. Amen. We do not base our faith on what we may see or experience. We base our faith on God's word. We base on... So what we see or experience is the outcome of that which we've already believed. In, in, in spiritual experience, sight comes after faith, not before it. So really, what, what we have and where we are, a lot of it is the basis of what we've believed, what we've believed. Uh, I love this. I love this psalm, Psalm 27, 
uh, and 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's such a good scripture. I believe it's David. I would have lost heart. He's, if I, in other words, he's saying, man, if I just went by what I saw, if I just went by what I saw, my, my conversation would have reflected it. You know, I'm sunk. I'm done. It's all over. But he didn't. I, he says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see. That's what he says. I believe that I'm going to, in Jesus' name, I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord. Not when I get to heaven, but in the land of the living. I love the word that says, the path of the righteous is brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Praise God. Every day is a good day in Jesus' name. David did not first see and then believe. His result was not after death, but here, not her, and now. Jesus had the same conversation with Martha outside of the tomb of Lazarus in John eleven thirty nine and 40. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, or Martha, uh, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time he is, he, there is a stench for he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? I'm telling you. Makes me want to apply my faith. Doesn't it? It makes you want to get out of neutral, you know, and, and, and apply your faith in, in some practical way. For your life, your family, you know, your church. Uh, I mean, thank God we walk by faith and not by sight. So um, Jesus makes it plain here that faith consists in believing first and then seeing. Most carnally minded people reverse the order. What does it mean to be carnally minded? It means, the word carnal, uh, it means meat. It means my flesh, my flesh governs my thinking and my behavior more than the revealed truths from God's word. So spiritual growth, you know, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, he says, you are yet carnal. There's strife, there's all this other stuff going on. What's he saying? He's saying your flesh is governing your life. Your flesh rather than, uh, than the revealed truth from God's word. Paul says, what? Don't you, don't you understand who you are? And uh, so that's why it's important to keep the word in front of us at all times. You can't be a strong believer if you, you know, you pick up the word of God every now and then. You know, if you, you know, I mean, I, I, you see a lot of people, and th- I thank God for 
electronic devices and I use them and whatever. But I, I just think, you know, so I, I like my Bible too. You know, it's just, it's, it's there. And, and I think that we need to, you know, man shall not live by bread alone. Remember when Jesus was facing that, that trial uh, and, and he quoted the scripture and, the, you know, Satan was coming to him. And what did he do? He quoted the scripture to him. He knew the scripture. He knew the word of God. He quoted the word of God. And, and it brought him through that situation. So most carnally minded people reverse or they say, I only believe in what I can see. This is incorrect. When you see a thing, you do not need to exercise faith for it. It is when we cannot see that we must exercise faith for a thing. As Paul says, faith and sight are opposite in their nature. So remember, what we're talking about here is, is a second of these foundational principles. Repent, number one, repenting from dead works, anything that I can produce in and of myself, turning and facing. It's faith in God and faith in what God has revealed to me through his word and applying it in in practical ways in my life. Often there's an, an apparent conflict between the evidence of our senses and the revelation of God's word. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> right? We all have. For instance, we may see and feel within our bodies all the evidence of physical sickness, yet the Bible reveals in Matthew 8, 17, 1 Peter 2, 24, uh, that by his stripes that we, we are healed. So this is where, this is where we've got to, uh, we become... Our senses tell us that we're sick, whereas the Bible tells us that we are healed. If we accept the testimony of our senses, we become slaves to our carnal mind. Here lies the difference between carnal and spiritual mind. This a great example of this, and we'll wrap up here, is um, in the life of Abraham in Romans chapter 4, verse 17 through 21. This is, this is a great example of walking it out and uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. So here's God said to, to Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. I mean... This is where, you know, the carnal mind doesn't, can't wrap its head around this. You know, God calling those things brings life to the dead. Thank God he does. Who contrary, verse 18, who contrary to hope. So in other words, hope, it was hopeless. The mind could not wrap its head around this when God says, you are, I've made you a father of many nations you know, he was, he was 100 years old. Sarah's 90 years old. You know, he's way past uh, the possibility. Sarah, you know, her womb is, is, is no longer viable. But who contrary to hope in hope believed. So hope did not 
that, that was not the, where things stopped because it was hopeless. If God says something, he is able to bring about what he has, what he has said and declared. Who contrary to hope, in hope believe, so that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Verse 19. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, giving glory and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Wow. So, and if you look at when God uh, called Abraham and, and then after he has a son and he tells him, I want you to go and sacrifice this son. And it's not on the overhead, but in Genesis 22, 5, Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey, the lad, and I will go yonder and worship and we'll come back to you. So he considered that God was going to raise him up. He was, you know, he was willing to obey God and he figured, you know what, God, I don't know, but if you have to raise him up, you're going to do it. Man, I'm telling you what. So big point number three, and we'll finish up here. We have to follow in Abraham's steps of faith. Romans 4, that's verse number 12. So, man, you know, it says... it says this is just the beginning principles. We could spend a lot of time here. We do spend a lot of time on faith because there's so much that is so important and it applies in every area of our life. Praise God. Applies in getting born again, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, learning how to uh, overcome our flesh, uh, learning how to trust God for our finances, doing what he's called us to do, taking us beyond our human limitations in our work, giving us wisdom you know, to be a good parent, learning how to forgive. You know, I mean, how, how important is that? You have to do it by faith. A lot of people get stuck you know, because of some offense or whatever, and they get stuck and. And you have to learn how to forgive by faith. So your prayers can be answered. Otherwise, your prayers can't be answered. So, you know, God wants us to, to learn and apply and do this. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. that help anybody tonight? Man, I'll tell you what, I liked it too. So if I get to come back, I'll do the third one. Foundation, repentance from dead work, faith toward God. I think the next one is the doctrine of baptisms. Baptisms, yeah, so. All right. Praise God. Anybody have any prayer requests, things we want to? All right. Well, Father. Didn't Gail tell us that her, her nephew or something? 
Sunday? No, no it was it? um it was a baby. A baby oh, in Gail's um, family. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and she. Some respiratory challenges. Yeah, he's healed. So Vinny's son is having respiratory challenges. Whose son? Vinny. Vinny? Elmer's. Yeah. Elmer's. 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 Elmer's grandchild then. Yeah. And okay. Elmer's grandson. Okay. Father, we just lift this child up to you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your healing power flowing into this child's body. In the name of Jesus. Father, your word says in 1 Peter 2.24, By the stripes that were laid upon Jesus, we were healed. And so, Lord, we thank you that the, that the, the virtue and the power is applied to this child's life in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you, God, that you direct our steps. Father, thank you you go before each and every one of us. Father, you cause us. Father, to to be fruitful in everything that we lay our hands to in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the privilege of knowing you and serving you. Father, thank you that you cause our light to shine brightly, Father. Father, you give us, us, uh, Father, opportunities, Father, to tell others about you, Father. And Father, I just bless every person here, Father, for those... Father, the, uh, that uh, are, are giving this evening, Father, thank you. Father, for the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and you add no sorrow. And so, Father, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.